Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. For those of you who, who don't know me, we've not met, my name is Laura, uh, and I'm going to be uh, sharing with you guys for a few minutes, but the, tonight we're going to do things uh, a little differently, we're going to mix things up. So uh, I just wanted to first of all talk you through how this is hopefully <laughs> going to work. Um, so I want to talk to you a little bit about treasure uh, tonight, and we're going to spend some time waiting on the presence of God as well, waiting on God to see what his spirit might want to do in us. Um, so what, what we're going to do is I'm going to talk for a few minutes now. And then we're going to take communion together. And if you're watching this online uh, at home, I'm normally at home watching this, I'd really encourage you to go and get some resources uh, for communion, maybe something to drink, something to nibble, uh, as we, we do that in the room here. And so we'll take communion. And then once we've taken communion, we're going to just spend some time waiting on the presence of God to see what God's spirit might want to do in us. And we're just going to stay there for a little while. And then I'll come back and... Uh, do a little bit more talking for a few more minutes. And then we're going to wait on the presence of God again. We're just going to wait and see what God might want to do. But at that moment, we're not just waiting for what God wants to do in us, but what God might want to do through us, uh, in our world, in the people's lives that surround us. And if you're watching this online and you're watching this at home and you're following a YouTube link, what I would say is please do not expect the Holy Spirit to do less because you're not in the room. Uh, there are some absolutely incredible stories of the Holy Spirit healing people, like the, just the, the presence of God filling people, filling a room, healing salvations, all kinds of things that happen through a YouTube link. So if you're not in the room, please, as we wait on God to do something, be expectant where you are. And I would say that in the room here as well. What are you expecting God to do tonight? Because I believe that sometimes God meets our expectations. And sometimes our expectations of what God might do are not quite high enough. So what are you expecting God to do in you this evening? Um, I wanted to start by telling you uh, about something that I treasure. Uh, I've got this little purse at home. And in this purse, I've got like some stuff. <laughs> and this stuff is like, if anyone else found it, they'd be like, what is this junk? But in this little purse, I've got a, like um, a little silver bracelet from when I was christened. Um, I've got the first ring that my mum bought me. I've got a necklace that my dad made me. Uh, I've got a small red wooden horse, which I bought when I first realised how much I love travelling and experiencing other cultures. I've got a stone in there uh, from a place where I used to love visiting as a child. I've got a newspaper clipping uh, of, uh, it, it was talking about the death of a teacher in, in primary school. My favourite teacher died while I was there, so that's in there. There's the, like, biro scribbled notes that Andy did for, for our, our speech uh, at our wedding. And all this stuff is, like, crammed into this little purse. And this little purse is really precious to me. Uh, it's a treasure to me. Um, it has gone with me wherever I've gone. Uh, I've started kind of collecting this stuff when I was sort of in my early teen years. And as I've moved from house to house and changed location in the country, this little pile of stuff has gone with me wherever I've gone. Um, it's actually something that will be absolutely no worth whatsoever to anybody else. Uh, they'd look at it and think it was junk. Um, and actually, also, it's, it's not something that is seen by other people. In fact, my husband will be watching this at home, and he doesn't even know, I don't think, that this little pile of stuff exists. Um, it's something that I keep to myself. Uh, it's something to me that is really, really precious, something of great worth that I keep watch over. And I wonder whether some of you guys maybe have a similar thing. I'm a natural hoarder, so maybe that's why I have this. But um, you have like a little, a little something, some, some things that are precious 
Some things that you keep close, that you keep watch over. And it may be that some of you in the room have this stuff, but many of us have this stuff in our hearts. There's something that we treasure in our hearts. It might be um, a dream that God has placed in you. It might be a passion that you just burn for, a cause that every time someone mentions it, your ears prick up. It might be a gifting that you have that you just think, God, I would, I would love to get to use that more. It might be maybe a person that you're praying for. I believe that many of us have this kind of treasure in our hearts, stuff that goes with us. Stuff that maybe externally will be of no worth to anybody else. Stuff that other people don't see. Maybe you've not mentioned that thing that is, is your, your heart's treasure to anyone else. But it's stuff that we keep close. Stuff that we keep watch over. And things that are of great worth to us. And these things really matter. Because the things that we treasure affect our trajectory. And so if you're passionate about a cause, then you will naturally always gravitate towards that cause. If you have a dream of doing something, then you will naturally gravitate towards that space. In Proverbs 4.23, it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. That treasure that I believe the Spirit of God places in our heart often affects our trajectory. But it does mean that we have to be very careful over what we treasure. Because sometimes our treasure is misplaced. I don't know uh, if there are many Lord of the Rings fans in here. Oh, Sam Hughes! <laughs> Some people just raised their hands, Sam shouted. Um, big fan. No, I'm not, I've actually said, I've already made the decision, I'm not going to do an impression. But um, there was, there's a, there's a, Gareth's laughing at me, I said, I said, I'll do it, I'll cave, I'm not going to be strong. Uh, there's a little person, a little hobbit in Lord of the Rings, and um, he has this treasure, he has a ring, and it is something for him that um, he keeps close. It's something that goes with him and he takes it wherever he goes. Um, it is actually something that's of great worth to others, but it's not seen by anyone else. He keeps it secret, he keeps it safe. But it's of great worth to him and he keeps watch over it. But rather than that treasure being something that brings life and brings hope to those around him, it's actually a treasure that is toxic. And for him it brings death and it cripples him and his ability to do stuff. And I would wonder whether some of us actually, we treasure things, we, we keep watch over, we put great worth in and keep watch over some stuff that's toxic, over our fear. Maybe it's, uh, it's over our shame, over pain, over unforgiveness, over bitterness, over bits of our story that we just can't move beyond, and we keep this stuff close to us. We put great worth in it, and we keep it safe and keep it close, because it's really affected our journey. But as I said before, our treasure affects our trajectory. And I believe that, that God places some treasures in us to use, and I believe that some treasures in us he wants to transform. The toxic treasures in us, I believe he wants to transform them. But all of this starts from a place of intimacy with God, allowing Jesus to get his fingerprints on the things in our hearts that we treasure, maybe stuff that's been placed there by him, but some of it is toxic treasure, and letting, us, uh, letting him get close to those things. There's an amazing story in the Bible, and I love it, in John 4, um, of, of the woman at the well, and some of you guys will know this story, and this woman goes to a well in the middle of the day, and they think, as, I'm, as some of you will have heard, that, that the reason she goes in the middle of the day is because she doesn't want to meet anybody else. Her toxic treasure is her shame and her story, and she doesn't want anybody else around her. She doesn't want to talk to anybody else. She doesn't want anybody else to be talking about her. And so her toxic treasure has affected her trajectory, and she is there 
She meets with Jesus, and what Jesus says to her is, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. If you knew the gift, if you knew what I could do with your treasure, and if you knew who was asking for access to it, you would have no doubts. And for us, the things that we treasure the dreams, the hopes, the giftings, the things that are just lodged deep in our heart and that we hold so close, they feel so precious to us. But there's this beautiful moment when Jesus and her interact in John 4, 17 and 18, where she says to him, I have no husband, she replied. And Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands. The man you have now is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Jesus says, not only do you need to understand the gift that I want to give to you, not only do you need to understand who I am, but I see your treasure. For some of us, the dreams and hopes that God has put in us, he placed there. Even the toxic things that we treasure, he says, I want access to that because your treasure can become your testimony. Testimony is a word in in church. It's basically your story. Treasure has been placed in our hearts in order to become a part of our story and affect the lives of other people. But the reason that we can trust Jesus with the things, the hopes, the dreams, the uh, toxic treasures that we keep close and we keep watch over is because, first of all, Jesus treasured us. He looks at your heart and he says, I love your heart. I died for you. I love you. You can trust me. With that member of your family you're praying for, you can trust me. With that gifting that you're desperate to use, you can trust me. With that passion, that hope, that dream, with that fear, with that shame, with that unforgiveness and that anger and disappointment in that person, you can trust me. And in a second, we're going to go into into communion. And the reason I want to do that is because I believe that Jesus wants to take these treasures... And he wants to turn them into a part of our testimony. But that only happens at a place of intimacy where we first understand how much he treasures us. And so in a second, if you're at home watching this, if you're watching this online, please do now grab those communion resources. But what we're going to do is we've got some tables dotted around the room. And if you're not familiar with this process, you just approach the table. There's a little bit of juice and some bread. And... um, I'd really encourage you to take that, to go to a table, grab some of that, go back to your seat. And as we do this process, we're just going to pray that God's spirit, that God's presence would fill this place. And maybe really for the first time, some of us will begin to understand how deeply Jesus treasures us and how much we can trust him with the treasure that is in our heart. And some of it might be toxic treasure, but some of it might be stuff that God has placed in you and he really wants to use. And so in a second, we're going we're gonna to move into communion. But I want to go into it saying a prayer that says, transform me so that I can be ready for the treasure that you've placed in me, or transform that toxic treasure so that you might do something through me. But all of this starts from a place of intimacy. So if you're able, could I ask you to stand? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. Uh, and maybe, Dan, if you are able to, to, to come back up and... Oh, Sean. Thanks, Sean. And as we approach these tables of communion, as you take communion on your own at home, 
I would really encourage you to say a really simple prayer. Jesus, would you show me how you treasure me? You were worth his life. You can trust your heart to him. You can trust your treasure to him. And the only thing he longs for is intimacy and access to your heart. And so we're going to take communion. We're going to return to our seats. We're going to spend some time with Jesus. And then we're going to keep waiting on the Spirit of God to maybe do a little bit more. So can I encourage you to approach the tables? Jesus, would you show us? Would you show us how you treasure us? How we are your greatest treasure? The value you place on us is your life. And Jesus, would you help us to see that you dying for us was not something that you did, but something that you do for us every day. So that we may have fresh intimacy with you every day. Jesus, would you show us how you treasure us? that maybe God had spoken to me to say that there are, there are some people and um, when God looks at you, he sees treasure. But the phrase that I had was that you're living like you're trash, that you don't see your value as treasure and you're living and you see yourself as if you have no worth at all. And I think Jesus is asking for permission to allow you to see yourself in a different way. Could you believe that you're treasure? Could you live in a way where you believe you have worth, that you're precious? close your eyes whether you're watching online or you're in the room and just let me be a voice <laughs> but I'd love you whether you're someone who who prays a lot or, or someone who doesn't maybe just ask God and say God would you show me the treasure that is in me what is that treasure that God has placed in you is it a cause? Is it a dream, a gifting, a passion? Something that just stirs you. That you God, I just, that, that lights me up. Would you just say to God, God, if, if you've placed something in me that you want me to pay attention to, would you just draw that to my attention? And equally, if there is a toxic treasure in us, 
God, would you draw that to our attention? An anger, a shame, an unforgiveness, a fear. Something of great worth that we've kept watch over. God, would you highlight that to us? And if you're in the room, I'm going to ask you to do something really brave. If you feel that God highlights something to you, I'm just going to ask you to stand up where you are. And, uh, and I'm going to ask a few people around you just to maybe place a hand on your shoulder if you're comfortable with that. And just pray, God, would you do more? They're not allowed to ask you anything. They're not allowed to, to pry or anything. Just, just, to, just to encourage what God is doing. God, would you do more? So we're just going to wait for a few moments. God, would you reveal to us treasure that you have placed in our hearts that you want us to pay attention to? And maybe as you feel something rise in your heart, if you're able, would you stand? If you're not able, just pop a hand in the air. I, um, I actually wanted to bring the purse with me tonight. I wanted to show you the stuff. I wanted to show you the bracelet. I was trying to work out how I could best do that. I thought, do I take a picture? Do I pull the necklace out and show you some things? And, um, and I, knew, I knew which purse I put my stuff in. I found my purse. I opened my purse. And it turns out past Laura thought that that purse should be used to store lip gloss, not <laughs> the things, actually that are important to me. And um, I remembered a time when I, I thought the best use for that purse was lip gloss. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll take that purse, I'll put lip gloss in it, but this stuff, this stuff I'll put in a really safe place. And I'll put it, I'll, I'll, I'll put it somewhere out the way that it won't get lost, and it will be so precious. And um, I have no idea what I put it in. <laughs> I have no idea where it is. Uh, I've known that this is what I wanted to speak on for about two weeks, and every time I've been at home and I've had some time in the last two weeks, I've rifled through drawers. I've looked in hats, just in case I thought that was the best place. I've looked in sunglasses cases, I've looked in bags, I've looked in pockets of handbags, shoes, just in case some part of me thought that that was the place where I should keep my treasure safe. And honestly, I have no idea where it is. Uh, the only thing I can think of is it might be in our attic, and if you knew our attic, you will be as terrified as I am about that prospect. Um, and uh, as I was doing this, as I was going through this process, I just felt God say to me, you know, I've not given you these treasures to be buried. I've not given you these treasures to be put away and kept so close that when the time comes to use them, they're not, you're not able to access them. These things are in you to be used. And, uh, and I, I really felt God prompting me in that. And this, this treasure that God has placed in us, this treasure is there to become our testimony, to become a part of our story so that others might experience Jesus. And it's the intimacy with Jesus that ignites this treasure. It's intimacy with him, it's getting close to him, it's letting his fingerprints get on this stuff and in our hearts and on that toxic stuff in us that ignites this moment 
where people can experience God through us and through the treasure that he has placed in us. That's a great verse uh, in John 4.39. So this woman has this intimate encounter with Jesus and this intimacy becomes the, the ignition for her, for her going out and sharing who Jesus is. And it says, many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. And I love this. And it, it hit me again a couple of weeks ago when I was reading it, that actually the thing that was her shame, everything she ever did, the thing that kept her away from people, the very thing she didn't want anybody talking about, that became her leading line. Come and see this guy. He told me everything I ever did. And everyone else is going, yeah, we all know everything you ever did. Like, this is slightly awkward. But, but this thing that her, this toxic treasure, this thing that she kept safe, this became the testimony for her to help other people experience the person of Jesus. And then uh, it goes on uh, to talk about a bit that I'll touch on in a moment. But on, on Sunday, Leon, if you haven't watched it, please do watch it back. Leon talks about grown-up prayers. The, the series we're kind of going on into at the moment is around grown-up prayers. And, and Leon talks about this. And, and I feel like, for me, this is where we talk about grown-up faith. That God has not put this treasure in our hearts to sit and kind of stroke and like kind of coo over and go, oh, I'd love to do that one day, Jesus. Or, or God, what about this thing? Why have I got this gifting if I can't use it? Actually, God has placed stuff in us, not for us to, to kind of pour over, but for us to pour that over others so that they may experience him. Our treasure becomes not about us, but about the people and the things that God treasures most. In John 4, 42, uh, they, the, the people in the village, they say to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the saviour of the world. Because her treasure became her testimony, people were able to experience the person of Jesus through her. You know, I'm really good at talking about Jesus. I'm not sure how good I am at helping other people to experience the person of Jesus. I think people encounter me talking about him rather than me creating space for him to do something in them, whether they know Jesus or not. You know that the most terrifying thing for me is the thought that I may be the closest experience and the only experience of God that people might ever have. That there are people in your family, friends maybe, people that you work with, parents at school, and you are the closest and only experience of God that they will ever have. And yes, God can do stuff without you. God doesn't need us, but God chooses to use us. And at that point, that, that terrifies me. It fills me with this sense of urgency. If I, we, are the, the, the most likely experience of God that that person has, how do I help them to experience Jesus through who I am? How do I create opportunity and space like that? It feels urgent to me. It feels like there's no time to faff about because this is life or death. And the best thing I can do is to get out of the way and let Jesus do his thing. But the beautiful thing is, is that God doesn't ask us to do it alone. He promises his presence or his spirit in us. And he gives us tools. He gives us the fruits of the spirit. He gives us kindness, patience, love, generosity, all of these things to counteract the people that would perhaps bring a slightly different type of response out of us. I'm sure we all know those people. Um, but equally, he gives us gifts. He gives, the spirit gives us gifts of healing and prophecy and knowledge. Brace yourself. Not to use in church 
or at a festival or in a Christian meeting in a really comfy environment, but to help people who don't know Jesus to experience him through you. The Spirit is there to give us courage. I wonder whether for some of us, the thought of sharing our faith with somebody is terrifying. I wonder for some of us whether we used to be sort of passionate about telling people about Jesus, but it's kind of worn off a little bit. And the Spirit is there to reignite that passion in us. It's there to give us wisdom and be with us. And when the treasures that are in us collide with the treasures that are God's, the things that are precious in our hearts collide with the things that are most precious in God's heart, something spectacular happens. And this is grown-up faith. Because I hold my treasure, all the things we've just prayed into, very, very lightly, because the more I get to know Jesus, the more I realize that the greatest treasure is helping people find and follow Jesus. And I don't know, Leon talked a moment ago about baptisms. If you've ever been here on a baptism Sunday... The baptism Sunday, I mean, you've already seen I'm a cry-up, but baptism Sundays, I walk in and I pick up tissues on my way in and I stash them in my pockets because I know how it's going to end. And I, I, I watch people stood here telling the story of what Jesus has done in their lives. I just weep. There's something in that moment where something in me knows that this is the greatest treasure. This is the most significant thing. This is the thing that I want to give my life to. And I sit there going, oh my goodness. I've got to play a part in this. And that's not because I stand here. If you are a part of this community, you have played a part in this person's story. If you are on the car park team, if you serve on the kids team, on the media team, you do coffee, you're, you're a part of the, the welcome team, you are a part, part of the alpha team, you're a part of these people's stories, you have your part to play in their treasure. And that is something that I only want to give my treasure to, that I want to give my life for. The greatest treasure is seeing people come to know Jesus and find and follow him. And the Holy Spirit doesn't want us to have to do this alone. You know, there's something in me. Um, since COVID, there's kind of a concern in me. Um, off the back of COVID, there was this like incredible openness to spirituality in our nation. People were just open. They'd experienced this trauma and this grief. They were asking massive life questions. People were up for praying, up for saying, do you know what, God, if you're there, do something. And you know, I'm really worried that we've missed it as the church. That off the back of COVID, what happened is people volunteered less, people gave their time less, and churches went into this state of crisis because they couldn't do the things that they needed to do because there were no volunteers. And so within the church, we turned inward going, oh my goodness, how do I solve some of these problems? And that we as followers of Jesus, I will speak for myself, as a follower of Jesus, got really used to being in my bubble of close people that I'm comfortable with. And maybe forgot a little about the people that Jesus treasures those that don't know him yet, those who he is desperate to impact, desperate to speak into their lives of. And I wonder whether since COVID, I've lost some of my passion, if I'm honest, some of my urgency, some of my courage, that I don't wake up in the morning expecting God to do something in me and through me that day. I don't wake up going, God, what have you got for me today? Show me what it is that you're doing so I can join in with that. I kind of wake up and I'm, right, I'd really like a cup of tea. That would, that would be really nice. And I just wonder whether tonight the Spirit, God wants to stir something in us. Say, guys, don't miss it. 
Don't bury your treasure so deep that I can't use it. I've placed that treasure in you for a purpose. That time is now. But I want you to use that treasure to impact the lives of those that I treasure most. And I wonder, with grown-up faith, we could sit there and go, God, I give my treasure to you. Because the greatest treasure is helping people find and follow you. And in saying that, I don't devalue any of what we just experienced. I'm not devaluing the fact that God wants to do stuff in you, that God has placed treasure in you, that there'll be toxic treasure probably in all of us, that God wants to transform. But just because God is wanting to do something in me, it doesn't count me out of God wanting to do something through me. And so we take our treasure and we use it to serve the last, the least, the lost. And I wonder tonight whether the the Spirit of God wants to reignite something in some of us. Whether for some of us there are gifts of the Spirit that we, a while ago, we were really hungry for. And now we've sort of forgotten about it, because I'm just kind of cracking on. Whether for some of us, we used to be really passionate about people coming to see Jesus, but we've kind of got comfortable. Whether for some of us, we just need courage. And I was stood over there when we were worship at the beginning, and, um, and I don't know whether this is for in the room or for online, but I, 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 felt, I felt like God saying there are people who are discounting themselves, that God wouldn't want to use you. But I, I felt God saying that he wants to use, he wants to do his things, but through you. He wants to do his things your way. So if you're an introvert, that doesn't exclude you from from helping people find and follow Jesus. He wants to do that through you in your way. If you're you're someone who who is shy, someone who maybe doesn't love talking to people or kind of approaching strangers in the street, I mean, sure, like if if that's not you, God says, I still want to use you to heal people. You don't just necessarily have to approach randoms. I mean, maybe for some of us, that's what God would challenge us to. But God wants to do his things in you and through you in your way. And so don't discount yourself for the treasure that God has got for you in restoring his treasure to him. And so if you're able, I'd really love to invite you to stand. And um, at home as well, like, I'd love you to be responding to this online. We're going to spend a few minutes just uh, waiting on the spirit of God because I think he might want to like, ignite some stuff in us ignite some passion, ignite some courage. Maybe there's a gift that you're like, God, I, I, would, I long for that gift. And I want to wake up in the morning and say, God, what, what have you got for me today? I want to wake up with high expectancy. Of that I'm going to see some stuff happen. I'm going to be involved in some stuff that's so crazy that it could only take place if you were in it. Because I feel like some of us have lost that. And so we're going to spend some time here. Again, if you're at home, maybe you want to start asking God and saying, God, I'd love this thing, this gift. God, ignite courage in me. Ignite passion in me again. Give me some expectancy. But in the room, I feel that even now, some of you reluctantly know that this is you. And I'm going to invite you to do something a little bit much. And I'm going to invite you to come to the front and be prayed for. And I know that that can feel uncomfortable. I'm actually someone who doesn't really enjoy going forward to the front for responses very much. But you know, when I do it, I feel like God goes, I'm going to meet you. You've, done, you've made a big step. I'm going to do a big thing. 
And so if you're that person, if you're thinking, yeah, this is me, I want the, I want the Spirit of God to do something in me. I want to see people's lives change for Jesus. I want to wake up in the morning and I want to see people find and follow faith. And that is find and follow Jesus. And that's just part of my story. That's just how I roll. Then I would love you to come to the front. And we would love to pray for you and pray over you. And we're going to spend some time in this. Thanks, guys. Just keep coming. Just come now. Just move. Um, we're going to spend some time in this. And it may well be that the Spirit of God wants to give out some, some gifts to people or maybe some people be healed and, or, or give out the gift of healing. And we're just going to wait in this space and see what God's going to do. And we're going to worship and we're going to pray and we're going to wait. But if you're not feeling anything, that's cool. That's fine. Let's worship. Let's pray for these guys who are like, yes, let's do this. And so Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, we welcome you. God, would you in your goodness and your kindness, in your intimacy, would you do something in us? Would you ignite something in us? Would you put a gift in us? God, would we see our nation changed? God, would your treasure be our treasure and would it be of so great a worth to us that we lay all of who we are down for it? God, would you wreck us? God, change our trajectory because our our treasure is so great. God, would you give courage? Would you give passion? Holy Spirit, we welcome you. And if you've come forward, I just really encourage you to just, just be praying, God, would you fill me? God, would you fill me? And the prayer team are coming around. They've got some lanyards on. They're going to be praying over us. We're just going to wait in this space. just felt God say that for some of you there's a person there's a person that you've been praying for and you are desperate for them to know Jesus it might be a friend it might be a family member but you are broken for them and you burn for them coming to know Jesus if if that's you if you've got a person and you're like Jesus just meet with them could I just ask you to raise keep praying keep praying but just raise your hands if that's you yeah that's great really high really high and if you're around someone with their hands up could I invite you to, to just anybody who's comfortable praying, just pop a hand on that person's shoulder and just pray with them for that person. Jesus, even tonight, as we are stood here online, if your hands in the air, in the room, if your hands in the air, God, you know these people, you know the people these hands represent. God, tonight, Would there be a text message? Would there be an encounter with you? Would there be a filling of your spirit? Would there be a dream? Would there be a phone call? God, would you meet with them? Would they experience you this evening? And Jesus, would you re-break their hearts for this individual? Jesus, would you break their hearts in a way that every day, every day, we are driven to prayer for these individuals. But tonight, God, Wherever these people are on the planet, and God, you know, you see them right now, would you meet with them? Would you move them forward on their journey towards you? Jesus. 